Thank you for having me in your office, Sam Wood. We're in Brighton. We are in Brighton <laughs> and at the, my 28 headquarters. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you started up 28. For what reason? <laughs> uh, look, a, a couple of reasons. First and foremost, to help more people. I, um, I've been in the fitness industry or had been in the fitness industry for 15 years. Uh, absolutely love what I do, but through technology and through this crazy adventure that was The Bachelor, I really had this unique opportunity to be able to you know, touch more people's lives and help a lot more people. Mm. Uh, that being said, I probably never in my wildest dreams thought it would be as big as it is. Um, mm. That's something that's totally blown me away and I'm very proud of. But I just knew there was, there was more that could be done. And when you've got technology at your fingertips these days, there's really some amazing things that you can do. So mm. yeah, it was just about uh, getting the message out there and helping more people. Beautiful. And you're just saying before we started recording about meditation, getting integrated more meditation, you're saying that's a growing component? Yeah. So there's three pillars to the program. There's nutrition, there's workouts, and there's mindfulness. And mindfulness is about... Um, all kinds of things it's about you know not comparing yourself to other people it's about taking your time out and knowing when and how to slow down it's about helping you sleep better it's about de-stressing and reducing anxiety you know there's a whole myriad of things that make up mindfulness it's about staying motivated even when sometimes your natural motivation might be on the wane but um, you know we, we think all three of those pillars are equally as important I mean some people just focus on one or are quite good in two of the areas but tend to neglect one when you're quite good in all three areas, that's when you see some really good sustainable results. Mm. You don't have to be perfect. Our motto is progress, not perfection. It absolutely isn't working out every day and being you know, anal and compulsive about it. It's about going, you know what, I move my body when I can. I eat well most of the time and I have some kind of mindfulness component. Beautiful. And would you, why do you think the mindfulness is like a... Because it seems like meditation's a bit like the new yoga. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, look, it's not a trend, a fad. Yeah. It's here to stay. I think, I think people have realised if you get your head in the right space, your body will follow. I think people have realised, you know, in the corporate sector, there's a growing awareness behind, you know, pushing people to the brink of exhaustion is not the answer. You know, like you get better uh, satisfaction at work and. Uh, productivity at work when you actually take care of people and you know that there's there are different methods to get the best out of your staff and the best out of yourself and I think I think there's a real awakening in that space I think uh, you know there's this huge growing awareness of mental illness and uh, and it's very real and I think mm. people probably for the first time ever are starting to properly understand it I know not everyone does yet but from where that was 10 years ago, I think there's definitely a, a, a growing awareness and it's really important. Mm-hmm. And you, you seem to have a lot on, like yeah. running the company, running this business, your, your family life, about to get married, you've got children. Yep. What's, the, what's the kind of musts for you every day in order to bring yourself into the world in the most optimized fashion? You know, like what? Uh, look, becoming a dad has totally made me rejig what I thought was important. It's changed my perspective. It's flipped it on its head a little bit. I was very, I still am very ambitious, but it was at what cost, must do more, mm. bit of a workaholic. Mm. Um, you know, I'm talking about, you know, not not just becoming a dad, but, beca- you know, it was almost since Snedge moved to Melbourne with Evie as well, it's changed my perspective because I used to I didn't have to go home to anyone I didn't have to be accountable to anyone if I was at work till 10 o'clock it didn't matter so I kind of did and 
you know, you develop some f- sort of unhealthy habits, I think, doing that. And mm. then your perspective changes. Now, I love starting work late. I love going home early. You know, the more time I can spend with the kids and the family, the, be- the better. And then it's not until you start doing that, or for me anyway, that I realised I probably had my priorities a bit out of whack. And mm. um, you can work smarter, not harder. Um, I'm much better now at surrounding myself with great people at work and not... Feel, not being a bit of a control freak and feeling like I have to do everything myself. Mm. Um, you know, we've grown this business in two and a half years to 20 full-time staff. We've had 150,000 people through the program. It's in over 30 countries in the world. Our app was number one app, uh, fitness app in the country. Like it's, it's some really like amazing things that have totally blown me away. And wow. I couldn't have done that without the amazing members that we have. That's this beautiful family and we all support each other. And, you know, these really really cool stuff that i get to come to work with every day and snares and the family support man what a life <laughs> it's a good life it is a good life yeah no i really pinch myself i mean i went and this is getting quite deep but <laughs> i um before the bachelor i had a successful-ish gym but i had a uh, kids fitness company that was my pride and joy that was a t- i'd had for 10 years and I was a million dollars in debt and I was stressed about it, but I'm such a stubborn bastard that I was determined to not give up. I, one, I didn't want my business to be a failure and two, I was so determined to make an impact into getting kids active and helping in that space that I had a very, very generous, beautiful business partner who kept investing in the company and we were racking up some serious debt and I think he probably had more belief in me than the actual business concept but <laughs> he kept, he kept, kept, kept yeah. yeah he's a very wealthy man and he's yeah. a very generous man yeah. but I think even he had his limits but uh <laughs> you, you know got to the point where it was really starting to you know I probably didn't show it externally but internally I was stressed about it and you know I now think that business has been sold. I was able to sort of put 10 years of blood, sweat and tears into that and it's continuing on now and doing well and it got bought by one of our franchisees. I'm really proud of where that's at. Mm. My gym is going better than it's ever been before and this online program has just completely blown me away. It really has. I, I thought when I launched an online program, my one concern was am I really going to be able to connect with these people the same way I do with my face-to-face clients? And in a weird way, it's actually better. I mean, I used to see my clients face to face, two hours a week, three hours a week, whatever it was, they'd pay you know these crazy hourly fees. And I'd text them and catch, you know, check up on them, but I didn't talk to them every day the same way I do my 28 as I send two or three videos out in real time every day. I didn't give them eating plans or mindfulness or yoga or a workout every single day to make sure the days they weren't in my gym that they were as active as you know they should be so to be able to do that and go into someone's home because my program is all about exercising and eating well at home it, um, it's amazing the impact you can make and then you build this beautiful community where it's not only them hearing from you but they support each other and that's that's even more powerful because it's easy for you know it's it's very uh, understandable when someone says oh yeah you know that's all well and good Sam you tell me how to lose weight but what would you know you've never been overweight or whatever it is but then they can go oh there's Mary she's a 45 year old lady too who's lost 18 kilos on this program and faces the same daily challenges I face there's a real empathy there and mm. I think that's really powerful when you mm. can see someone else that you see similarities of yourself in has made such great life changes mm. 
Yeah. So powerful, man. Cause that's it is. Yeah. Cause it all starts at home. Doesn't it? Like in terms of our body, in terms of what we bring to the world. And it's like when we're in an optimized state or we're healthy and we've got vitality, we offer so much more. Like, yeah. And you've got kids and you're a role model for your children and you're getting active with them and you're showing them how to eat healthily and you're showing them how to prepare food from scratch and it doesn't come out of a packet. It comes from, you know, out of the ground and like all that stuff. Kids are sponges. And mm. if you can start setting those examples, that doesn't mean you don't have fish and chips on a Friday night and you don't have an ice cream on a hot day or whatever. But if you can set those examples most of the time and they can understand that those other things are treats and I move my body because mum and dad move their body. That is so important. Mm, yeah. They totally copy it, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. What has been like one of your biggest turning points? Have you hit any like rock bottom moments where you kind of really shifted? And <coughs> um, Look, I've always been a pretty determined, optimistic person, mm. despite challenges financially and some successes and some failures along the way. I've always, I don't know, perhaps been blindly optimistic that things were going to turn out really well I, mm. I mean for me it was for me it was even when I had success with my gym and areas of my life were really good it still felt like there was a missing piece of the puzzle which is why I went on The Bachelor in the first place I mean The mm. Bachelor really has been the turning point of my life mm. um, in every way mm. you know well beyond business business is secondary by a long way compared to what it's given me meeting Snezhina even now with Willow so mm. Mm. I, I think if I you know if you had to choose a moment in time that would absolutely be it I guess the moment when I said stuff it yes I'm going to do it and I jumped that would be it I got told I'd been selected for the show and I'd never seen an episode I didn't know what it was um, the producers of the show were even worried oh hang on this guy might be going in a bit blind here we should probably send him a few episodes and then the executive producer who's this awesome guy sean said no no just let him go it might be nice that he's got no preconceived ideas mm. and we filmed the first night and he went we're not showing you a thing this mm. is good because you're mm. not trying to be someone else you're not playing a role you're just being you you're a bit goofy you're a bit we like that you're real mm. and it will make this season different to any other season and we'll actually end up hopefully with a real result and people watching from home will be able to see that even though you know it's still in fairy tale bachelor world yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you know yeah, there yeah. was an element of that yeah, and then yeah. the fact that i fell in love with a single mum, i think was just one of those things that was meant to be amazing man. yeah that's beautiful yeah well that. Uh, yeah yeah what a is. powerful way to approach it because i think when you and that's like a lot of things in life when you go in with like just jump into it and and don't have those preconceived notions of what you think you should be doing yeah and just you you fall most likely fall into alignment of what's truest to yourself and so to do that is and look at the rewards of it is yeah pretty awesome yeah it's amazing, amazing. um what what were some challenges along that process because I, I suppose being in the limelight and having a lot of attention that and that happening in such a short period of time was there any kind of process for for, for any kind of um tricky elements to that yeah i mean look the the channel 10 are really good i mean that as in they express support and mm. you know there's psychologists and other people to lean on if you're feeling That's overwhelmed great. by it all and um you know they're really really wonderful in that capacity i, I didn't utilize any of it but i didn't really i've got amazing friends and family mm. and i think you mentioned you know you go from no one knowing who you are to everyone recognizing you almost a click of a finger that that's a pretty 
strange experience that can't really explain to people. Like, it wasn't a slow burn. I literally would go to my normal coffee shop every morning and then the next day you'd see your head go past on a tram and the paparazzi would be on the other side of the road taking photos of you and it was the exact same walk you did yesterday when no one recognised you. Yeah. (laughs) And then bang, it's on TV and you're on billboards and trains and it goes bananas. So while it's on TV, obviously at the height of its powers, Mm. it's, you know, it's huge. Mm. And... um, Oh, look, the reason I say I was okay because I've got friends and family is the thing that I craved was normality. Right. And you actually spend more time with those people that you know you as you well before the show and just treat you exactly the same. Mm. I didn't, you know, I didn't go out and want to really be in the limelight. It wasn't mm. really my thing. I, mm. you know, I didn't go to all these events or anything. That wasn't mm. really my thing. I wanted to just hang out with my mates and they took the piss out of me and we mm. had a bit of a laugh and, you know, <laughs> it, it was all good. And the other really nice thing is because Snez had been through it as well, you kind of, you know, even though at that time she was in Perth, mm. we'd chat all, all the time and kind of, you know, have a bit of a laugh about it and say how crazy it was. And, you know, you kind of, I guess, support each other through it. Mm. What a bizarre situation that is. It's like playing a computer game and then you just get this upgrade or this kind of yeah. massive reality shift. It was like doing ayahuasca or something. <laughs> <laughs> like your whole world just flips. All of a sudden, everyone behaves differently towards you than they did yesterday. Yeah, and it really is strange. I find that Looking, very... pointing, whispering, asking for selfies. Like... And because, it, because it's the show where you are you and you really talk about yourself a lot. They know and then you. Social, they know you. Yeah. How's Hendrix, your dog? And, you know, <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, oh, g'day, Sam. How are you? How's Hendrix? And, oh, you know. Oh, it's quite strange. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it is. Well, it and, is. But you feel like you just took to that kind of pretty fluidly because you, you were ready for it? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think you can be ready for it. I mean... Uh, People, you know, there were people in the TV industry that would say to you, mate, you can't prepare for this. Like, however big you think it's going to be, multiply it by 50 because that's how big it's going to be. And they're kind of right. Mm. I just I just thought it was this crazy adventure. I just embraced it. Mm. And I was like, look, I can't change this. Mm. Some people are going to like me. Some people are going to think I'm a dickhead. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Uh, I totally get not everyone's going to like me. I'm just going to roll with it, you know. And just I'd, committed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to. I think if you fight it, you're probably going to get really stressed and it might break Again, you. Again, just like ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that's a good example. I I, I was good with it. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was really good with it. Yeah, yeah great, man. Yeah, no. It, and still today, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say I you know, want to be in the limelight, but... I love that my profile can now help lots of people. And, mm. you know, now people know me as the fitness guy, not the bachelor guy mm. as much. I'm mm. still, you know, I understand that's where people <laughs> met me originally, but there's been a real shift over the last three years. Mm. And, you know, like people like our story, I think, you know, like we get a lot of people, you know, um, you know, and when people come up to me, they're like, where's Snares and, you know, how's Evie and, oh, Willow's so cute and all this kind of stuff. Like, people have really kind of followed our journey from day one and, and, and invested in it. And you just still get your privacy in your own way, so it's all right. Yeah, abs- I mean, look, you can you, you can still have privacy. We're not, mm. you know, like movie stars or anything, like, especially now. Things mm. have died down a lot. Mm. Uh, every now and then stuff happens, but most of the time we just live normal lives, mm. yeah. And tell me about what's coming up for 28. Like, have you? what's your trajectory? What do you kind of, um, what would you want to achieve next? 
Oh, look, we've got some really exciting things happening. Um, we're just done a... Um, it, did this really cool thing where our shopping list will integrate with one of the supermarkets so you press uh you you get your eating plan you drop your meals you swap your meals and then you press go and it converts straight to your online shopping so it comes to your door all from the app which is really cool wow um we've got some really cool new features with the workouts which allow you to target specific body areas um add bits of equipment into your home workouts to spice those up and we're looking to take it globally. So um, we're going to be launching in the UK early next year and, uh, and, then, and then hopefully the States and see where it takes us. Yeah, Brilliant. But we've just, it's been this program that's resonated brilliantly with mums. I mean, the, most of our members are female and a lot of them are mums. And for them to be able to get fit, strong, healthy, confident, all from the comfort of their lounge room eating good food in their kitchen, feeding the whole family with delicious, easy recipes has been really, really powerful. And, mm. you know, I knew that there were challenges that they faced, but when I first launched the program, the barriers that they have to overcome, but I never quite realised, particularly until Willow came along, just how hard it is with kids and babies, you know, mm. to get to the gym, find a park, do an hour workout, get home again. Even with the best of intentions, it's bloody hard work and not everyone can afford a babysitter, not all gyms have childminding, you know, to be able to do a workout in your lounge room that's still a great quality workout uh, while your baby sleeps or while you play with your baby or whatever it is just Mm. makes life so much easier and you can start to look after yourself. So good. Yeah. Um, What are are some of the staples in your life that you feel like you couldn't do a day without you know like yeah, if it's meditation uh, or if it's exercise or oh, walking my dog yeah that's kind of my weird meditation i know that sounds strange but <laughs> i just clear my head go for a walk uh, nice and early in the morning it's kind of my me time uh, our house is a bit of a zoo you've got dogs cats babies kids everywhere it's, <laughs> it's manic but I, I kind of like that but i need to escape sometimes mm. um look i i've got I uh, I do my own meditation three times a week, um, mm. just for fifteen minutes each, which mm. for me is just a really nice little escape. I do yoga once a week. Um, I, I like to mix it up, though. You know, like mm. I, I sometimes train outdoors, sometimes train at home, sometimes go to my gym. You know, like I, I like to mix it up. But um, mm. yeah, and just just. I don't I don't know. For me, for me it's a social thing. Like I love interacting with people so Mm. whether it's at work whether it's talking to my 28ers whether it's uh catching up with friends and family like i'm i don't like to be isolated you know Mm. that's why those kind of concentrated meditations are important for me because that does allow me to switch off to i guess all the all the other stuff but Mm. yeah just just surrounding myself with good people most of the times what i'm all about awesome and um what's a challenge in your life right now that is probably is are you are you are you working through like what, um, if it's in business or anything? What's the challenge? Look. Well, you're just plain sailing. Sweet. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. No, I don't. Look, it's, it's not. We've got. You always there, there's always, there's always, I mean, there's always challenges with business. Um, mm. You know, technology's always evolving. You've got to keep up. Um, I think this, this type of pro- online fitness is a hugely growing space. It's kind of. Even since we launched three years ago, there's heaps more players in this space now popping up. Mm. Um, so I think 
a challenge that we face is differentiating ourselves, showing people why we're real experts. You know, I've been to uni, I've done this for 17 years, we've got a nutrition team behind us. There's a lot of people that are just kind of on a whim into the market. Mm. I think people have got to be careful the same way when choosing a personal trainer who you trust. You know, it's mm. kind of this, this, this that thing's important. Mm. Um, and just, just work-life balance is always my sort of daily challenge and mm. just wanting to spend as much time um, particularly with Willow because she changes so much like I don't want to miss her first steps or her first words or you know I want to as a dad that had kids a bit older I want to be able to take her to school I don't want to be working 12 hours a day mm. when she's at school and that kind of thing so for me it's kind of this mission to uh, and also to support Evie and Snedge because they've moved from Perth. You know, they've mm. made this massive sacrifice. They don't have a lot of friends and family here yet, although they're, you know, they're meeting great people all the time. So to be able to support them and get that work-life balance right, mm. which I know doesn't sound like a real issue. I, I do have a wonderful oh, life. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and... It's all know, relative though. It is, it is. I'm not, but I'm not going to sit here and say life's terrible at the moment because it's great. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's the constant sort of focus for me great beautiful yeah. yeah and can you tell involve us a bit in the process of becoming a father what's that like when you realize you've got this human being yeah that you got to you're responsible for keeping alive and that the bond that gets formed there oh it's pretty amazing i um <laughs> i have a handful of mates that all have young kids and that had them a bit bit earlier than i did and they all sort of said the same thing mate you'll love it you just can't describe it until you experience it and it's a bit of a cliche and I, I kind of thought it was a bit of a cliche even when they said it but then when you do experience it you know exactly what they what they mean it's just something I mean I burst into tears when Willow was born and Snezh was absolutely amazing and just I, I don't know like they're they're part of you you know like and they are so vulnerable you know like they're so reliant on you seeing the bond that willow has with snezh is just amazing you know <laughs> like i love evie she's my daughter she's my little girl um but i didn't experience that part of her life you know like we're like really good buddies you know i love it a bit <laughs> but she's 13 you mm. know so like she's this girl becoming a woman with attitude and off at high school and all this kind of stuff so we have a very very unique cool relationship but I'd never experienced the baby thing before. So like, it's just a day, it's a day of firsts. You know, first time she's sick, first time she goes for a swim, first time, you know, like I just got a bike this week. Um, I went in, a mate of mine owns a bike shop and I'm like, right, we've just rented a house close to the bike track. I want a bike that's safe for Willow to hop on the back and a little helmet. So he's kitted me out with this bike and I get to pick it up tomorrow and tomorrow I'm going to take Willow for her first bike mm-hmm. ride. Like, I can't wait. You know, <laughs> just going to have a little rear vision mirror and the grin on her face. Like, she's so curious. So just that, that kind of stuff is just free and priceless. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. What, a, what a purchase. Well, I mean, what a... What yeah, well, the bike wasn't free. But yeah, but yeah, my mate still stung me for the bike. I should have words to him about that. Maybe I can give him a plug and we can get discount. I'm, 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 I'm only joking. But, You're welcome to. But yeah, no, no. But, um, but yeah. The, what's, the, what's the brand name? What's the, what's the bike shop called? It's Bike Bug. It's Bike Bug, yeah. But uh, he's, he's fit him out with a pretty cool bike. Bike Bug, Bike yeah, Bug. Bike Bug, that's right. That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Commercial Road. <coughs> there you go. 
um, what what scares you? It, what scares you the most throughout your life? Like, has there been any reoccurring um, things that come to mind when you're like, like scared of death? Scared uh, of- no, I'm not really scared of death. I'm- <laughs> what a badass! <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. No, that's never, that's not one of those things, really. So, I, no, I'm, for me, it's for me, it's just wasting life. Like for me, it's not leaving a you know legacy's probably a bit too strong but it, like a, an imprint you know whether it's on my children on my wife on people i've helped with my business i don't want to get to 80 and be that guy didn't do much mm. you know like i want to leave an imprint i uh you know my mum died when i was 15 years old and i think that was this great tragedy that was also this great realization of just how precious life is and how uh, you know, live each moment to the max, but also I've always wanted to then do things that she'd be proud of, you know? So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's why I was lost because I knew that's what I kind of wanted to do or that I knew that's the man I wanted to be. But while, when I didn't have anyone to share that with or there was no like family around me, it was kind of like this lonely journey that was not that fulfilling mm. and you know now being able to do what we're doing and it's, it's just a huge part of the program you know she's the mum that all the other mums look up to and mm. she's so relatable and you know mm. she's Macedonian so she scoffs bread and you know all this kind of like all this kind of stuff and you know has the all the same challenges of you know trying to get a workout done with willow crawling on her face and all this kind of stuff so you know she's absolutely wonderful and you know but it doesn't mean anything unless you've got someone to sort of share it with and mm. that's what it's all about yeah so what are some examples of some things that your mum uh, your mum's values where she's proud would make her proud uh look i think she'd be proud of the business stuff but I mean, she'd be more proud that I'm helping people and she'd be more proud again of the fact that I'm a dad, I guess. Um, yeah, I, th- I think... Yeah, I mean, she'd be proud of the fact that I look after my brother and sister. Like, they were younger than me, or are younger than me, so they were 12 and 9. They've outgrown you. They've overtaken me, who would have thought? My brother has this weird condition <laughs> where he's a dog and he gets seven years for a human one. No, but... Um, it's the, the yeah, what a stupid thing to say, Sam. But the, the yeah, like say my sister was twelve and my brother was nine when Mum died, and Dad was really hard at work, um, supported us amazingly. But we were Mum's kids, you know, like as in we loved Dad, but we mm. spent most of our time with Mum. She didn't work, Dad did work, so mm. we had this really uh, not hard, but you know life-changing transition where dad quit his job sold his business um didn't work for three years raised us um so made sure i got to the end of high school wow uh made sure hannah was okay made sure alex was okay before he bought another business because started to run out of money type thing but Mm. he was amazing and we now have an amazing relationship. But I think the thing mum would be most proud of is that I look after my brother and sister. I've made sure that they're okay and I now have my own family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, man, it's a, it's, it, are they the kind of points that you feel like laid a golden foundation for caring as much as you do? Because like, like you, you could run a business or do anything really, but you, you're orientated towards helping people. Yeah. What, what do you think it is intrinsically inside yourself that orientates you that way? I, I don't know. I, I just... I, I, I don't think I could get up each day no matter how much I was paid and do a job that I that was not that was unfulfilling I just I don't think it would matter how creative it was how adrenaline pumping it was if at the end of the day I wasn't proud of what I was doing I don't think I could do it for very long it mm. might last a year or six months but I think like I love work love it and which is why that balance comes in of you know not overdoing it sometimes but when you can literally bounce out of bed in the morning and know that what you do today is going to affect people in a real time real manner mm. and you know we we have 40,000 people on a Facebook page and it just gets flooded with thank yous and gratitude and uh, heartwarming stories and you know testimonials like like life-changing testimonials and when you literally see that every single day mm-hmm. you just want to do it more you mm-hmm. know like you just kind of go we're really onto something here this is a really special thing that we've created the more people that we can help um you know the the, be- the better it is so good man well yeah. i know you're a busy man so i won't keep you much longer but i just really value your time and value your opening up and sharing and oh anytime you're most welcome it's precious stuff, man, and you're a fucking golden man. You're a golden man. I don't know if I am, but it's been lovely to talk to you. You nearly made me cry, so we, we, we did well. We did well. Thanks, man. Good on you. Cheers.